What's this podcast called? Two episodes from Planet Weird. Podcast from Planet Weird. Oh, luck of the Irish. More like freak me in the eyeballs. I love this movie. No. I told you not to bring up prom in oh, this episode. Oh, you want to talk about prom, Mama? Drama Kaflama, baby. I was nominated for winner for more. Merry Christmas, one. It's Christmas in it. <laughs> Where are you, Christmas? Where can't I find you? It's the 28th of December. That's my best impression of what's her name? Of Faith Hill? Yeah. Yes. Tell me I'm far from it. I won't. Thank you. But I won't tell you you're close either. Damn. Um, yeah, so it's actually the 28th of December as we're recording this. Hey, everyone, Christmas is over. Isn't Deal with it. Glad. <laughs> Aren't um, we all glad it came and gone? Yeah, and, you know, this week, New Year's is coming up. Happy Kwanzaa if you're celebrating that. Um, and just hello, happy holidays from us at Podcast from Planet Weird. Um, my name is Sarah. And I'm a little freak for the Muppets. And my name is Grampeth, Lord of all darkness. And th- <laughs> this is a show where we talk about childhood movies that we grew up in, up with in, you know, the 90s and early 2000s. Uh, and this one today, it's, you know, it's sensational, it's Muppetational, and, and it's Christmas themed, even though Christmas is over. You know, we still had to round out the new year. There's not very many New Year's movies, you know, especially kids' We could have watched New Year's Eve. What's that movie called? Now, is that a kids' movie or is that a movie where Michelle Pfeiffer and Zac Efron are love interests? And that's terrible to me. Michelle Pfeiffer got to touch Zac Efron, and I think that's a blessing on him. Yeah. How I'm I just watched. Okay, funny enough, we're all over, over we're all over the place here. But um, you mentioned Krampus. I just watched Krampus for the first time. And all I want to say is, for a movie called Krampus, that bitch was barely in the goddamn movie. He very was. Um, but speaking of Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, well, I watched Batman Returns on Christmas, which we'll talk about our Christmases in a little bit. But um, watched it on Christmas, because who doesn't love her as Catwoman? At the setting of Christmas time. Who doesn't love the way Danny DeVito really transform into that penguin character? And who doesn't who love doesn't... how terrifying Christopher Walken is in that film? Who Just is being he, in that film? he as a human. He plays oh. Max Shrek, but I just think he's also scary in real life, so you He's know. Christopher Walken here. Yes. But I also just last night slash this morning watched uh Michelle Pfeiffer in Witches of Eastwick, which also has Cher, Cher and Susan Sarandon and uh, Jack Nicholson. And the story is like, they're witches. But um, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson comes to town and he's like a devil dude and like hooks up with all of them. And the town's like, oh, this is sinful, blah, blah, blah. Point is, I had to see Michelle Pfeiffer kiss Jack Nicholson. And I said, sweetie, I'm so sorry you had to do that. And then, you know, years later, she had to kiss Zac Efron. Why does she do And then this years to later, she and had to be. She had to try to. Uh, <laughs> she had to try to get with Christopher Walken in hairspray when she said, 
Oh, your wife. <laughs> oh, your wife. Yeah. Anyways, it's Damn. been a real Michelle Pfeiffer Christmas for me. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Good for you. How was your Christmas one? My Christmas? Well, let me tell you. It was all right. Okay. Like, my Christmases are never, like, anything like, whoa. I know, but what did you do cr- that day? Did you play any video games, watch any movies, eat any candy or good I food? finished watching The Grinch, which I had started the night before. Mm-hmm. And I watched Wonder Woman, 1984. Heard of it. And let me tell you something about that. Spoilers for those of you that haven't seen I haven't Wonder seen it. Woman. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'll give you my or- Do you want my opinion on it? Sure. I I'll- thought it was mediocre. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought it was okay. I thought it was literally just okay. Like, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. Honestly, the first Wonder Woman is probably the best DC movie. I didn't watch Wonder Woman, but you know what I did watch was the third... Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Good for you. Which I assume (laughs) is, to me, it's the Wonder Woman of, for me. um, It's the Wonder Woman. Greg Heffley is my Wonder Woman. Um, Gross. You know what? It was a a fun, wimpy movie. But anyways, continue. Oh, no, that's just it. I got Reese's Peanut Butter Cups for Christmas. That was my gift for my family. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a jacket from you, vintage jacket from you. Very shocked. Does it fit me fairly tight? Yes, it does. But it's okay because I probably won't zip it up. It's probably going to be one of those jackets that I like put over something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you gave me that Nacho Libre pin and I said, oh, very cute. I loved it. And then my sisters pointed out that it looks like me with the, Lucha, oh. with the Nacho Libre mask. And I said, hmm, very interesting. Interesting. Well, what did you, you guys have for food? Just like regular old stuff. It was literally what we had for Thanksgiving. Okay, which was it what? was the okay. same meal again. It was like a a potato casserole, and then this meatloaf thing that my mom just started making. And then what else was it? What else did I have? <laughs> what what else did I eat? Oh, and then we make these things called rollitos, which is basically like, think of a sandwich and then just make it a roll. Okay. And that was it. And that was my meal. And I loved it. We had a, well, Christmas Eve, my mom and I had fettuccine and um, Alfredo sauce with some broccoli because my dad and brother, Du Bois, had prime rib. And we don't eat that. So we both had pasta, which was nice it was tasty i had it for leftovers the other day yeah uh, and then christmas day we had um the tamales that we made and rice and beans so that was christmas okay day. that sounds delicious yeah that i want to try those ribs ribs prime rib what is that I don't know. what's the difference some sort of beef isn't it just ribs no, ribs is like with the bone. Oh, it's bone. The, this prime was rib. this was no bone. Prime rib. It, it. I don't even know how to explain. Oh, it, I guess it's just a type of steak. A standing rib roast is a cut of beef from the primal rib. Oh, it's like it's the prime rib. 
Like that's what? that's a good rib. <laughs> that's the best it's the of the Optimus Prime of ribs. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But anyways, okay, Mister Transform Your Life. That's the uh, the food that we had. Because um, normally, like at my grandma's on Christmas Day, that's when we would have the tamales and the rice and beans. If mm-hmm. we were there. And then at Christmas Eve, we usually go to my Aunt Kathy's. And, oh, we did also have, on Christmas Eve, we had little um, pigs in a blanket. Mm. Because we always... How dare you? We have those You at, know I've been craving them. <laughs> we have those at Christmas Eve at my um, my Aunt Kathy's house. Christmas Eve there is usually... We bring over some tamales, but it's... There's, like, chips and queso. There's ham and, like, croissants. It's a lot of just, like, quick, like, finger foods. We, it's not like we mm-hmm. sit down fork and knife with big meals so we we wanted the uh the little pigs in a blanket so we we made sure we had them this year so okay wait so like is that. your does your family do the christmas eve celebration or the christmas day celebration more than anything what do you mean i mean like do you guys do you guys do, pop off on christmas eve or christmas day um well christmas eve every year i mean this is different because of quarantine obviously but christmas eve we go to my aunt kathy's house that's my dad's side of the family and then christmas day we go to my mom's side with with my grandma's and we do white elephant there usually it gets kind of wild i don't participate Um, (laughs) i choose not to participate but it gets kind of wild um it's definitely like christmas eve at my uh my dad's side of the family is definitely more dressed up and like proper Mm-hmm. I don't want to say a white Christmas, but I'm going to say a white Christmas. I'm going to say it's a white Christmas. And then yeah. if you go to like the next day, my mom's, it's um, more casual, a um, little more, a little more of the eggnog coming out. You know what I mean? Um, That's how it really should be, though. It should always be casual. Like, I understand maybe dressing up a little bit like cute stuff. <clears throat> Ooh, it was truly so nice to like obviously like it's it's a bummer we can't you know go to things as normal this year but it was so nice to not have to think about like what i'm gonna wear for christmas eve this year the pressure was yeah off. you know what i was wearing I mean, sweats i was wearing I mean, sweats that's same i was wearing the outfit that i'm wearing now yeah i was in my own house i said i can I do whatever i want today like we dressed up for like thanksgiving like, mm-hmm. we did, like, a little, like, oh, how cute. But then I literally was like, are we dressing up? And literally no one looked like they were getting ready. And I said, all right, wig. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 2020 is almost over. Just just put your sweats on and give it a rest, I think. At this point, if you work from home, like, why are you even trying to, like, if I was working from home, you know what I would do? I would wake up and just sit like this and be like, all right, time to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Like, who's trying? Who wants to try? I think, if anything, this is how much we don't need to try. I mean, I think trying was good. Like, when we were in quarantine, I would still try to, like, shower, you know, and put on my, like, regular clothes and not just no. wear my pajamas all day. Just so I could feel like I was, you know, doing something. But No. This no, close no. to the end I of the year, maybe just leave the sweats on for, <laughs> for all day. I believe in leisure world. Mm-hmm. The, you know who the doesn't Disneyland believe in of, yeah. of Mesa? The Disneyland of Mesa Leisure World. Okay, well, uh, are you ready to talk about, you know, this not New Year's film, this Christmas film that we're talking about the week of New Year's, The Muppet Christmas Carol? 
Could it even? I mean, it's called the Muppets Christmas Carol, set during Christmas time. But can we really consider it a Christmas film? I think it belongs on Halloween. You know, we're gonna talk about Halloween in a minute, okay? Because this movie got okay. spooky. Oh, it sure did. <laughs> it's in the singing of a street corner choir. It's going home and getting warm by the fire. It's true wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. All right. The Muppet Christmas Carol is a 1992 American fantasy, oh, sorry, American musical fantasy comedy film directed by Brian Henson in his feature directorial debut from a screenplay by Jerry Jewell. This is the fourth theatrical film in the Muppets franchise, and it's the first film to be produced following the deaths of Muppets creator Jim Henson and Muppet performer Richard Hunt in because of that, the film is dedicated to both of them at the beginning. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is adapted from the 1843 novella A Christmas Carol by Charlin- Charles Dickens. <laughs> Ever heard of him? Clearly I haven't, because I, I just mispronounced his name. Cha- cha- Charlin. <laughs> Charlin Striplins. No, Charles Dickens, isn't he the one that loves sperm whales? Did That's he? Herman Melville. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think he wrote Movie Dick, did Oops! Um, this movie stars Michael Caine as Ebenezer Scrooge, alongside Muppet performers Dave Gold, Steve Whitmire, Jerry Nelson, and Frank Oz, portraying various roles. Although artistic license is taken to suit the aesthetic of the Muppets, the Muppet Christmas Carol otherwise follows Dickens' original story closely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the only thing that they took off is literally what? The fact that Kermit the Frog didn't ask for a raise? The fact that Rizzo lit his tail on fire? The fact that mm. Charles Dickens was an alien Muppet? And that was a fact. And that's just, they were just telling the story that they wanted to tell. Um, so like I said, this is directed by Brian Henson, who is... Uh, Jim Henson's son, he, you know, took over um, as chairman of the Jim Henson Company, uh, as a director and producer of movies, puppeteer, um, and uh, he actually, so he performed in Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Take Manhattan, and also in um, movies like Return to Oz and Little Shop of Horrors and Labyrinth. Uh, oh, and the witches. And then he directed The Muppet Christmas Carol and uh, Muppet Treasure Island, which is the Muppet movie that followed this one. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was the first one post, you know. Death? Yes, post Jim Henson being alive. So Brian Henson really wanted to, like, do his dad proud by this movie. Um, and also Richard Hunt, like we mentioned um, also passed away. So he was uh, one of the performers. He played Scooter. Um, are you fam- mm-hmm. you're familiar with Scooter? Scooter. He is the rat? No, that's Rizzo. Scooter is the orange guy. On the Muppet Show, he was like the the one running around going like he was the backstage dude. No. no. He was like the manager. Oh, good. They have a picture. This guy? Sorry. <laughs> 
I'm like, oh, yes, little Scoot Scoot, yes. This old yay. Um, so, yeah, he played Scooter Statler of Statler and Waldorf, the two old men. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so he played Statler and Jim Henson played Waldorf. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, just another fun fact. So they were recast for this, obviously, for this one. You mean those old, those old bitchy gays were played by the man himself? Were played by Jim Henson and, yes, Richard Hunt. Um, Interesting. Richard Hunt also plays Janice, Beaker, and Sweetums. So obviously, you know, when you see Beaker in this movie, not Richard Hunt was recast. Um, and fun fact about Richard Hunt, he was openly gay and he actually died um, of AIDS complications, heart failure with complications from AIDS. So. This is not something that I wanted to listen to. <laughs> well, okay. Um, but it's a fact and we all need to acknowledge those facts. We need Thank to acknowledge so the reality here, yes. Um, so the movie is dedicated to them, written by Jerry Jewell, Jerome Jewell, who uh, has worked with uh, Muppets for years since back on Sam and Friends when, you know, they were first introduced, worked on mm, uh, as when they were friends. <laughs> was a head writer on The Muppet Show, uh, worked on, you know, all the all the big Muppet movies. You got the Muppet movie. You got Great Muppet Caper. You even got Fraggle Rock. He was working as a writer and producer on Fraggle Rock, Muppet Treasure Island, Muppets from Space, A Muppet Family Christmas, the TV special. You know, got just a bunch of things. So we were. It wasn't like some outside person coming in to write this Muppet movie. We had all the Muppet people coming in. And saying we're gonna make Jim, we're gonna make Jimmy proud with this one, right? Um, Oh, also, let them be him. You'll appreciate this. The poster artwork, just like from the Muppet movie, the first one was done by Drew Struzan. Shout Mm -hmm. out to Drew Struzan, who we've talked about on the podcast before. I know you recently followed him on Instagram because you said, "Oh, he's good." Yes, I did. I did. I did. I did do that. Yes. Yes, you did. Uh, the music in this film is by Miles Goodman, who um, has done uh, many of things. He worked on Little Shop of Horrors, which Frank Oz directed. Frank Oz from The Muppets. So it makes sense that they would be. Uh, Frank Oz from okay. the show Oz on HBO. That's incorrect. Um, this movie was released on December 11th, 1992. The budget was $12 million. Do you want to guess what the box office was? $12 million? I want to say $20 million. It made $8 million more. Okay, okay, not bad. It actually made $27.2 million. <gasps> Fuck. Not too I'm far off. I'm so close. Um, so, so it, close yet so far. It didn't do crazy numbers at the box office, but it did get mostly positive reviews. Uh, it's also the first Muppets film to be produced by Disney. Mm-hmm. Unlike previous and it shows. Um, and this actually started out as like a television film they were going to do. Um, this says following again, and it shows following Jim Henson's death in May 1990, talent agent Bill Haber approached his son Brian with the idea of filming an adaptation. Haber told Henson that the Christmas Christmas Carol is the greatest story of all time. You should do that, and later informed Henson that he sold the idea to ABC as a television film. Uh, and then they got Jerry Jewell, 
in there to write it up. Um, Brian Henson stated that Gonzo was chosen um, to be the stand-in narrator because he was the least likely choice to play Charles Dickens, (laughs) while Rizzo the Rat was added to inject some humor and serve as the Greek chorus. Is that what Rizzo the Rat was? I I thought he was just literally just a rat. I literally thought he was just there to be a rat. But he's there to, like, act as, like, the audience. Isn't that what the Greek chorus is? I, you know what? I once, I once took an English class. Me too. (laughs) And I definitely talked about this in college. Like, I know I had a class where, like, it was an English class in college where we talked about this. I don't remember what that class was called, but isn't it, isn't that what it was? Was like it was the audience's thoughts, like what we we're probably thinking, but they say it. I, I um I once took a an art of ancient Rome class in college, and let me tell you, I kept the books. I kept the books, and that's all I can tell you because I don't remember anything else. Yeah. Okay. It's just. It just says, uh, the chorus in classical Greek drama was a group of actors who described and commented upon the main action of a play with song, dance, and recitation. Bitch, so you're over here watching a play, and then all of a sudden these whores <laughs> jump out of the like the bottom of the stage being like, oh my god, and then dance around, and then they're like, don't you also think that this is crazy, and then they hide? Like, <laughs> what? It was like Statler and Waldorf, but like, in real life. How dare they? How dare they think they know who I am? Anyways, established Muppet characters were initially written to portray the ghost with various accounts stating Robin the Frog or Scooter was going to be the ghost of Christmas past, Miss Piggy was Mm -hmm. going to be the ghost of Christmas present, and Gonzo or Animal was going to be the ghost of Christmas yet to come. I also read that. Could you imagine if it was if it was animal and all you hear is well i saw i think it's on the imdb trivia that their idea was if it was gonzo it would just be his him in the cloak and all you can see is his nose ew you you, everything else is dark but you just see his nose coming out there anyways so that idea was scrapped when they figured you know maybe we should get some different characters for the ghost some, of christmas past some like, randos some new people some creepy ass little girl looking fish ghost people people that i hated in this movie that little girl other people the giant the other people that's actually it i did i like the ghost of christmas future so then they submitted the subs- the script to abc for approval and then abc was like we're gonna we want to make this a feature instead of a tv special yes 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 um and then um there were a few actors considered to play scrooge and then uh, brian henson ended up offering the role to michael kane who obviously got the part who replied i'm going to play this movie like i'm working with the royal shakespeare company i will never wink i will never do anything muppety I am going to play Scrooge as if it is an utterly dramatic role and there are no puppets around me. Good for him? Question mark? What kind of psychopath? He took his inspiration for the role from Wall Street, Cheats, and Embezzlers. He says, I thought they represented a very good picture of meanness and greed. Mama, he literally just said, I see you, capitalists. <laughs> I see you, capitalism. 
Yes. Well, because there's a, a tweet just went out. Like, there's a lot of Muppets um, tweets in general, and especially about the Christmas Carol one right now, because people are watching it so much over the holiday mm-hmm. break. And there's a tweet going around about how Michael Caine is so serious. Like, he's playing this as, a, as if he's going to win an Oscar for this. Like, he's doing it so deadpan serious and how great that is. And, like, that's clearly what he wanted to do going in. And it makes it, too. Like, him acting like he is in a stage play with fucking Meryl Streep, <laughs> with what's-his-face, with he's with Sidney Poitier. He's he's over here. He's living his, his fantasy, singing, Memory, I'm mm-hmm. alone in the moonlight. No, that's your fantasy. That is my fantasy. Uh, could you imagine me in one of those cat costumes? Um, the filming took place at a studio in England, and during filming, in order to allow for the Muppets and human actors to be in the shot together, floors had to be removed and reinserted, while Michael Caine having to walk across narrow planks between the Muppets and their performers. Michael Caine literally learned how to do the tightrope for this. Additionally, the buildings in the London street scenes were constructed by hand, but diminished in size in order to in order to achieve the appearance that the streets were relatively longer. When the musical sequence It Feels Like Christmas ends with the crane shot, the short buildings became visibly seen in the background, but Brian Henson said in a DVD commentary that he felt that the shot was worth it because it looked so nice and people probably wouldn't notice that. I didn't notice it at all. Did you? No, but this viewing I was paying attention to. At the end of It Feels Like Christmas when they do that big crane shot, there's... Two people in the back. I only like noticed this. No, I noticed this because of a tweet that just went out. I retweeted it on our account. But there's like these two people that are walking back, and clearly they they're about to hit like the like painting, like that end, the backdrop. So they have Uh to like stop. (laughs) They kind of like hit a wall. I want to see this. Uh, Go on our Twitter and scroll down. It's there eventually. What? But I didn't notice that before I saw the tweet, so I think the shot worked, you know? Okay. Anyways, um, obviously, like I said, it didn't make a ton of money at the box office, even though Disney kind of had high expectations for it. Um, and uh, it also was facing competition against Home Alone 2 and Aladdin at the box office. Oh. So you can oh, imagine. Stiff comp. Yes, you could imagine. Um, but the movie did obviously get great reviews. Uh, Roger Ebert, you know, you know what he said. I'll tell you. He gave the film three out of four stars. Ooh, three. And he said four? he praised the technical achievements, but felt it could have done with a few more songs than it has. And the merrymaking at the end might have been carried on a little longer just to offset the gloom of most <laughs> of Scrooge's tour. Through his lifetime spent spreading misery. Did you see the video? Why? Why? <laughs> They're just standing there. Why? I don't have anywhere to go. You can see the whole world just do this like weird angle down. Um, like we said about the score, it was done by Miles Goodman. We have songs written by Paul Williams. Um, Paul Williams... Um, worked with Kenneth Asher to do Rainbow Connection. So, <gasps> you know. You mean my song? 
your song. Also, there is a song that's not in the movie, was in the theatrical version, is not currently on the Disney Plus version, but it can be watched on YouTube because it was released, I think, on like VHS and DVD. But there was a song mm-hmm. called When Love Is Gone, which was p- performed by Belle, Scrooge's love interest, um, as she laments that Scrooge's love of money has replaced his love of her. Says the song was deleted from the origi- original 1992 theatrical version um, because Jeffrey Katzenberg of Disney thought that it wouldn't appeal to children. Um, and the song children ends up love. playing in the end credits. But um, Brian Henson didn't like that they took it out because the song The Love We Found at the end, he thought that was like a counterpoint to it, like a mirror of that song. Mm-hmm. So he was like, I wish we didn't have it. Uh, he said it's not in the theatrical release and is presently missing from some copies of the movie, which is a real shame. Yeah. A shame. But I guess it's, um, this says it's available in the deleted scenes in the extras on Disney Plus. Does Disney Plus have extras? I don't, Disney, is Disney home? <laughs> Do they have a two disc special feature? What's going on? I guess. Anyways, um, some trivia for this film. I did already mention um, a couple things, but you know I got a couple things more. I do Uh. love that on on the IMDb, it's Michael Caine as Scrooge, and then it's next to him is Kermit as Bob Cratchit. (laughs) It's just Kermit's own IMDb page. It's... I was thinking about this, but, like, I think it's so weird that, like, they are, they're, like, people. They're billed as, they are actors in this production. Yeah. Yeah, like, it says Miss Piggy, Emily Cratchit. And is this picture, she's holding a microphone. She's on, like, a red carpet or something. She's on a talk show or something. Says the great Gonzo plays Charles Dickens, Rizzo the Rat as himself, Fozzie Bear as Fozzie Wig. I could go on, um, but yeah, we'll get. And you will. We'll get to their characters in a minute. Anyways, um, trivia: Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine, sorry, Sir oh, Michael Caine considers the role of Scrooge to be one of his most memorable to him. Shut the fuck up! He literally, <laughs> Sir Michael Caine. Are you kidding me? Why would he not say this is one of his most memorable? Imagine working on a Muppet movie. You're going to f- remember that for the rest of your goddamn life. I wish I could, but guess what? I'll never have the chance. Not with that attitude, sweetie. Uh, halfway through the production, Michael Caine realized that this movie was Brian Henson's first movie he ever directed. He didn't know that until halfway through the movie. And then he said, mm, okay. He said, I think I'm going to quit. No, he was actually impressed. Oh, he was impressed, not depressed. <laughs> not depressed. The Ghost of Christmas Past effects were created by making a special puppet that was operated in a tank of water and then green screened into the movie to make it look like it was floating. How very practical. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> um, in an interview, Kermit the Frog stated that the most important piece of active acting advice ever given to him was by Sir Michael Caine on the set of this movie. His advice was, never blink. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir Michael Caine said, dry your fucking eyes. 
Uh, this was the first major Muppet project after creator Jim Henson's death. The role of Kermit the Frog was handed down to Steve Whitmire. He said he was incredibly nervous about taking over such an iconic character. The night before he recorded Kermit's song for the movie, uh, he had a dream where he met Henson in a hotel lobby and told him how, how unsure he was. In the dream, Henson reassured Whitmire that the feeling would pass. After waking up, Whitmire was confident and able to do the part. Okay. Okay. Just like Scrooge, his life had changed in this dream. He woke up and said, I got this. I wish a man would show up in my dreams and tell me that it would be okay, but it usually ends up with me dying, and then I wake up terrified. You know what? That is scary. This is the first Muppet movie where Kermit is not the lead role. Because Michael Caine was the lead here. I and I'll tell you that I was actually kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What?" Miss Piggy doesn't even show up until like an hour into the movie. No, and no she's one a does. diva. So I'm a, a diva. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. Yes. Plan to be a television special. Yes. Yes. Of course. Um, yes. Oh, I guess in the uh, original. Never read A Christmas Carol, but I guess there's only one Marley. There's not two Marleys in the. They did it so that they could have Statler and Waldorf be little spooky ghosts. But I guess it's just Jacob Marley in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read? No, but I remember uh, watching Foster's Home for Imaginary <laughs> Friends. And they did the rip and they said, it's me, Jacob Marley. And he looks like Bob Marley. And I said, ah, ha, 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 ha. Oh, you said that last week. Did I? You said that like a week or two ago. Oops. I don't know why. And like, okay. <laughs> I don't the, know what it had one... to do with either Polar Express or Santa Claus 2. It's it's my one like piece of like trivia that I could throw out there into the world. For just any Christmas movie? For any Christmas movie. It's the one. Oop. <laughs> uh, this says the theatrical trailer used music from Beetlejuice. <gasps> but it says what? that was a common practice. But that also might explain why the trailer has not appeared on any home video releases. I'm sorry, but I gotta find this. Is it Beetlejuice music? <laughs> What the fuck is that? They literally put the main theme. And then put sleigh bells over it. Also, what did that... From the sound of it, it sounded like it was all about Kermit. What was... How did how did they cut that trailer? I just heard them okay, go, until he met one man. Hello. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard of him. Until he met Bob? Kermit. Yeah. That's not how it goes. This trailer is a lie in multiple ways. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it actually makes it look like it's it's all Kermit who saves him. Wow. 
if I had gone to the theater, I would still enjoy the movie, but I would be a little disappointed. You really don't. Kermit is maybe in this movie for top 10 minutes. No. And that's, you know, it. good on him and good on Piggy and like the rest of, you know, like Fozzie. Really everyone but Gonzo and Rizzo for like taking the back seat here for saying like, I'm here for the art. I'm here for the craft. They chose. They chose to do that. Yeah. They chose yeah. to step back. Um, rounding out the trivia here, um, this says, unlike the book and other movie adaptations, Bob Cratchit uh, is not Scrooge's sole employee because obviously the rats work with him as bookkeepers. So in the book, I guess, Scrooge is the only employee. Or not Scrooge. Bob Cratchit is the only employee. Yeah. Did you ever mm-hmm. see that Jim Carrey Christmas Carol? Okay, I think I did. And I think that's why I know so much about That's what Christmas I figured. Carol. That seemed like something you would watch. I, it's, I know the Christmas Carol. I know it by heart. What's that thing from The Grinch? What? Where are you, Christmas? Well, why don't you go ahead and tell me your, your history with not only Christmas Carol, but the Muppet Christmas Carol. Okay, so The Christmas Carol. Let me tell you my history with The Christmas Carol. I was in a production of The Christmas Carol back when I was um, two years old. You I played, played the, the ghost of Christmas oh. present. Yeah. <laughs> you said, eat me. Eat me. Um, no, I I mean, Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. That was my ish. And then I had maybe seen The Christmas Carol. I've seen like a Christmas Carol. I've seen like a like an actual the a Christmas Carol, like the christmas in carol, what like, regard one. i don't know i've just like seen, are like, you a saying a production like at a school or did you see the jim carrey movie no 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 or some yeah. other like movie you got shown in english class or something yeah like i've i've seen a, a, a movie of it i've seen the movie okay let me look up movie i mean <laughs> what's a movie there's many versions of it many retellings of it but this was your first time watching the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever seen this. I okay, I think I have seen the the Oh, and then there's also Scrooge. Yes, Scrooge is also the same story. I'm pretty sure I've seen the Jim Carrey at Christmas Carol because let's be honest, I would bang Jim Carrey if he let me. It just usually, I don't know. You you're always watching Disney animated movies like that. Yeah, uh, you're right. So I figured you would have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know when I would have first seen this. I've seen. I don't even know how I know Christmas Carol like the story. I know every Muppets movie in the Muppets movies. Like I don't. That's you. I don't know. Well, well I don't know when I would have known about. I feel like I probably learned about the Christmas Carol like story from like like an episode of TV like like Saved by the Bell probably did an episode like that or something where they're like I'm gonna teach you how to be a good person like I probably learned it from watching so many sitcoms growing up they probably did mm-hmm. an episode on some sitcom I watched and I was like okay I get the gist I don't have to read the goddamn story I don't have to watch a boring movie I've never seen Scrooged. Um, never saw the Jim Carrey Christmas Carol film. Um, and I saw this. I probably saw it like once growing up, probably. Mm-hmm. But like Muppet Treasure Island was really my go-to as a as a kid for Muppets. Um, so if I did see this as a kid, I don't recall. 
Um, but I have seen this before. I watched it last year on Christmas for sure. And probably watched it like once or twice before that. So I have seen this before, but like didn't necessarily grow up with this one. Because this was pre pre Juan and Sarah. This was three years before our birth. This was pre before we were even thought about being made. Mm-hmm. They said how it's made and then they watched this movie. Yeah. So this is really our, uh, I don't know. Let's just get This is our opus magnum. (laughs) Yep, that's what it's called, our Optimus Prime. So this movie uh, starts off, you know, we got dedication to Jim uh, Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) We'd love to thank Jim Carrey for this. No, dedication to Jim Henson and Richard Hunt, like we mentioned. We have the opening credits where, yes, everyone is billed as their characters. It's Kermit the Frog as Bob Cratchit. You know, mm-hmm. Fozzie the Bear as Fozzie Wig. Miss Piggy as Mrs. Cratchit. They're all, it's as if they're actors. Actors. But then we have, when we have the great Gonzo as Charles Dickens. Do you think his, do you think he would have liked that? Charles <laughs> or Dickens would he be offended? Charles Dickens being played by like a half animal, half mosquito, half moth, half bug man. Yeah, a whatever. I think he would have been turned on. Something about Charles Dickens tells me he was a freak. Okay. we have, So we have, like, everyone playing these characters, but we also have Rizzo as himself. He is referred to as Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo doesn't have a name. Rizzo is Rizzo. Rizzo is Rizzo. Rizzo is playing Rizzo from Greece. I was going to say, <laughs> he's a pink lady. In this film. Also, some of the other Muppets are credited as, like, themselves. Like when they pop is up. Is there a witch the Muppet? Hmm? Is there a witch Muppet? Like a Muppet who's like a witch? A witch Muppet. Um Because there's a there's a, there's a witch looking Muppet in this movie, and I wanna know, is she canon or not? Is she a real witch? Is she a real Muppet witch? Muppet witch. Who are you talking about? There's a lady in this movie who looks like a witch. Miss Piggy played the wicked witch in Muppet Wizard of Oz. She also played Galinda. Yeah, she played both. The talent. The talent she has. The talent to play both characters. She played multiple characters in this movie. Who did she play? She was playing those little girls. That was just her. That was just three different versions of her. How am I supposed to believe? It's not like Kermit was also playing both of his sons. Bitch, one of those kids was the Toad from Frog and Toad. <laughs> Shut up. No. Um, but like, like it says New Zealand is playing himself. New Zealand is the one who has... He's That's the, a country. He's the fish boomerang guy. Because that is his shtick is like the fish. So I get why it's him him playing himself. But it's interesting that they wouldn't just say New Zealand is playing townsperson number three or something. Yeah. So, did you find the witch person you're talking about? Because I don't know. Who no, the I hell couldn't you're find her. About. She's incognito. What did I she did look like? I did boomerang fish. A witch. <laughs> she was. Did she look human or was she like an animal? She looked like a witch. <laughs> Why are you not helping at all? Like a she person witch. Like, like a, a like when you think of a witch, what does a witch look like? Okay. Nose, eyes, a mouth. Okay, well, I don't know. There are human Muppets, obviously, like Statler and Waldorf. Those are humans. 
It's oh yeah, the gays. Yeah, <laughs> those old queens. Um, Swedish fish. He, he's a human. He just speaks in Swedish, and he has large hands. Mm-hmm. And who is this lemon lemon head looking motherfucker that walks into Scrooge's office with Mister Mister What's His Face? Lemon head? You mean Doctor Bunsen Honeydew? That one mm-hmm. from Muppet Labs. Yes. How dare Mr. you call Bunsen him a honey. lemon head? He's a honeydew he melon. Looks like a, he looks like a lemon head with no eyes. No, he is supposed to be, his head is supposed to resemble a honeydew melon. And he plays mm. the charity collector along with Beaker, who is also a charity collector. Who's just having a constant panic attack during the movie. Me too. Um, but anyways, this world is interesting. I mean... I guess all people, all Muppet Muppets. movies are like this, where we have humans and Muppets. I just think it's just in particular like Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island because they're based on like old books, these like timeless books. It's so weird to see them living harmoniously like this. Whereas if you yeah. watch The Great Muppet Caper or something, yes, they do interact with humans, but it's... I don't know. It's just weird that they're all like contained in this little town. It's just It's weird because our main character is Sir is Sir whatever his name is. Sir Michael Sir Old Kane. Man. That one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yes, there's people and there's Muppets and they're running around this street looking like Sweeney Todd. Trying yes. to sell you some fish, some apples. Didn't you just Gonzo tweet the other day saying Muppets Sweeney Todd? <laughs> Yes, Muppets x Sweeney Todd, make it happen. Well, there's been like a huge thing. Again, I think it's just because everyone's watching Chris- Muppet Christmas Carol. Everyone's been tweeting about like, we need like Muppet adaptations of classic like plays or books. People are saying, yeah, like, you know, Sweeney Todd, but make it Muppets. Amazing. I'd watch it. Someone was saying like, the only way we need to do another Great Gatsby movie is if we make it the Muppets. Ew. Like <laughs> it's Kermit the Frog throwing the the pastel shirts all over the place. Well, they were saying he should play Nick. And, Nick. And then Piggy. Yeah, and then Piggy would play Daisy. And then Why maybe they get a Nick? human. Is it Nick like crazy? Nick is the narrator. Nick is the Oh, Nick is the narrator. Yeah, but everyone's saying like you know, you add you take these classics, you add Muppets to them, they're infinitely going to be better. Just take a look at Muppet Christmas Carol and Muppet Treasure Island. Like, th- there's a demand for this. But Disney, here's the thing about Disney, they don't know what to do with the Muppets. They're so scared. They, I mean, we did get that show on Disney Plus, which is nice. But yeah, they should just listen to everyone's tweets and like remake a classic like Sweeney Todd or like A Streetcar Named Desire. <laughs> I'm gonna t- I'm gonna I'm gonna DM I'm gonna DM Disney Disney Dis, Dis. Disney and I'm gonna say hey Muppet X Sweeney Todd we get Kermit the Frog killing everybody we get Miss Piggy playing Mrs. Lovitz mm-hmm. and then who should be that little fuckboy kid? Who should be the flim flam man? <laughs> Who should be the flim flam man? Ooh, <gasps> that can be Gonzo. Gonzo mm-hmm. can be the flim flam man That's first what I to was die. Mm-hmm. Muppets mm-hmm. lay miserable. <gasps> Muppets cats. No, not Muppets that. Anything in the cat that. suits. 
Yes, Muppets <gasps> Kinky Boots, Muppets Book of Mormon. Like, they can make remake any book, any musical. Muppets Pride and Prejudice. Muppets Frankenstein. Muppets Call Me By Your Name, but it's Muppets, so it's immediately better. Oh my god. Muppets. Muppets Carol. Muppets Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. Muppets Carol. We do, uh, oh wait, we already did Wizard of Oz. Muppets Um, Beetlejuice. I mean, they already almost did, didn't they? (laughs) They just re- we just recycled the th- the trailer for this. If movie. they made a Marvel movie with goddamn Muppets in it, you know I would go see that. And I never see Marvel movies. Marvel, the Muppets come to life. They should just take over. You know what? What if would you All watch these actors the Division show? Getting too old. Getting the too Muppets old. Chris Pratt, get him out of here. Jurassic Park Muppet movie. Muppets Jurassic Park but the dinosaur is just Big Bird dressed as like a lizard the dinosaur is just 20 Muppets in a costume in a trench coat it's just 20 Rizzos and stacked on top of each other yeah anyways we get the idea so we're introduced to this world of the Muppets and the humans we have Gonzo and Rizzo greeting us Gonzo is Charles Dickens he yes. says, yes, I am Charles Dickens. He makes that very clear. We have Rizzo with us, which is always nice to get these two together. And Gonzo says, the Marleys were dead to begin with, which is the beginning dead, of the dead. story. Yes, I said, Bob Marley truly is dead. Get used to it. You said Marley and me, f- <laughs> the talk from Marley and me was dead. Oh, God. Um. So we have Scrooge entering... Uh, with the song Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Here comes Mr. He gets Mr. called a lot of names. Humbug. Here comes Mr. Mr. Skinflint. And I said, that's what my that's what I get called. In the gay community, I'm Mr. Skinflint. Because <laughs> you of dry hands? Because <laughs> of my dry hands. My hands have been, set, getting, been getting so much better since I haven't been at work in the cold and using hand sanitizer every other minute. They really heal. My sink is so hot. Oh, so they're I, burning. I think it's just it's just Wow, yeah. that was me in the showers at the dorms. There'd always be that my, one shower that burns your skin. Oh my it said you either get super cold, burn your skin, or there's the one that you have to fight for to get it just right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, they're all Colin Scrooge, a bunch of names here, but we don't see his they face also until the end. <laughs> wow. Um so we don't see his face to the end. We see that it's Michael Caine, mm-hmm. icon, legend, And then he says, superstar. hamburger, and goes into yes. his little shop. That's what he says. Exactly that. He says, buy the Whopper, now at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> then get a, get, it's Whopper Wednesdays. Buy a Whopper, get a Whopper Junior for, for free. Oh, my God. Whopper Wednesdays. Did you do back. Whopper Wednesdays at ASU? No, I never did. I would always see the sign outside. I would always see this the little sign in the ground outside of the MU and I'd be like, should I? And then I never would. You bet your sweet ass I always did the Whopper Wednesday. Well, remember, I I didn't even eat beef at the time. So when I went to Burger King, I would either get the chicken fries or the chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. But most of the time, what I would get is just ice cream. (laughs) I would just go to get ice cream. The the shitty thing about the Burger King 
change of topics. The shitty thing about the Burger King is that was in that basement. And yeah, that basement was just not where you wanted to be. Mm-mm. Dimly lit. Lots of homeless it was, people. It was the Jamba Juice, the smelled Subway. Smelled weird. The Burger King and then the bowling alley. <laughs> I forgot. Remember when they would always be like, let's go bowling. And I said, let's not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we meet Bob Cratchit, who is uh, working along with the, the many rats, the bookkeepers. Uh, yes, who bookkeepers. Work for Mr. Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, and it's Christmas Eve. So, you know, they're all like, tomorrow's Christmas, sir. Like, what? should we really be working? Give us the and day then off. he's like, well, I'm going to fire you. And they're like, oh, just I love- No, no, no. The first thing they say is, can we get, can we put some extra coals in the fire? It's kind of cold. And then he says, oh, it's a little cold. Well, you can just, he basically threatens to fire them. And then they go, what do they say? They said, it's a heat wave. Yeah. We're under yeah. the island sun. And I said, I love this. Yes. Um, we meet Scrooge's nephew, Fred, who loves Christmas, unlike Uncle Scrooge. Fred, mm-hmm. he loves Christmas. He's in love with Clara. He loves life. And Scrooge just isn't having it. Scrooge said, uh, hey, Fred, why don't you go fuck yourself for me? He said that in this Disney movie. He said, why don't you go finger bang yourself in the back alley? Uh, this is where Honeydew and Beaker come in. They are from a charity. They're looking for donations. And Scrooge is a Republican who loves prisons, who says, don't homeless people uh, like have the streets and don't prisons like... Aren't we good there? He's like, I don't need to he give you any donations. Says, I always say battle dome for the homeless people. <laughs> he said, yeah, put them in the Hunger Games. No, he said put them in prison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fred, however, does make a little donation with the some sort of shilling. He or, gives them a quarter. Or something. He, haps. That was something. he said one quarter. That's what he had. Um, we have uh, Scrooge finally being like because mr cratchit again is like you you gave us like you're giving us an hour off but we should have the whole day off oh no 30 minutes mama an hour is a luxury he said 8 30 and so scrooge finally is like okay fine everyone just get the fuck out of here you better be back bright and early tomorrow the next day yeah they're the next day then we have the song one more sleep till christmas where the rats and Bob are sweeping oh, up and closing up in there. We have the penguins skating around. Mm-hmm. And then I and then and then Bob Marley. Wait, what's his name? Bob, Bob Duncan. Bob Cratchit. <laughs> um, we get Bob Cratchit doing the ice figure skating thing, and I said, "This is imagine if Ice Princess remake of Ice Princess, exact same movie, except Kermit <laughs> is cut Kermit. in as like the villain. It's Kermit School He's of Rock, skater. but we do Muppets." <gasps> School no. rock, but Muppets. Jack Who Black can Jack stay, Black? but the kids can farm Muppets. And that's what I call Piggy is Joan Cusack. <gasps> Ew. No, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. Animal is Spider, the guy that wears the sleeves but no shirt. The leather Ew. sleeves at the end. Who flirts with Joan Cusack. Anyways. Um, so one more sleep till Christmas. Got that song going. Scrooge gets home and he gets his first taste of that little ghostly magic where the door knocker 
turns into uh, Statler. A ball sack. Oh. Turns, turns into to Statler, Jacob Marley, ghost of Jacob Marley, who, as we know, is dead, dead, dead. He is dead, dying in a corpse, dying in a corpse. So he's like, what? What is this? And then later, the ghosts of Marley and Marley show up and they say, you're going to be visited by three spirits tonight. The mm-hmm. first ghost will come when the bell tolls one. And here's the thing. I thought this man was gay because, one, he sits down in front of a fireplace. Do you know how many old gays don't own TVs? A lot mm-hmm. of them. Well, well like, the they 1800s? own them, but they don't They don't watch, like, shit. They, like, just, like, well, just, they'll watch the news. He's He's at his fireplace with a charcuterie board. And then he gets visited by his old partners, which are wrapped in chains. And I said, this kinky three-way in this apartment building. They said, stream the chain by Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we're like, okay, now we're getting to the ghost, right? We're moving. We're moving quick. So we have the ghost of Christmas past, which is this creepy little floating ghost fish thing voiced by a little girl christina ricci and i don't know why no it's not her i wish but i don't know why (laughs) i don't know why i don't i don't know i don't i truly don't (laughs) like i don't understand her purpose either i get the one that looks like a muppet i get the one that looks like like death. death like the grim reaper when and when you play sims and you have to do a violin battle to live Mm -hmm. i get that but why the fuck i love this movie you know that you you know but why the fuck does this bitch look like that (laughs) why does she look the way she does like this i don't know and i also don't know her purpose because i thought the whole point of christmas past was supposed to be like look how happy you used to be you used to be carefree living the life Doing your thing. Live in La Vida Loca. Yeah. We're into superstition, black cats, and voodoo dolls. But he's not because he's into math and reading and his studies. Yeah. So we get to the his childhood. Also, we get Rizzo kissing Gonzo. And I said, very cute. Gonzo and Rizzo, yeah. They they tag along. They rope on to them as they're flying through the air. So we get to Scrooge's childhood, and uh, even as a kid, he hated Christmas, and he was always alone, always a little sad bitch. And we have mm-hmm. Sam the Eagle, my king, um, playing the professor here, and he says, it's the American way, and Gonzo says, Sam, Sam, and he whispers, and then Sam says, it's the British way. Oh, because they're in Britland. Because we're, yes, we're in England. Um, I don't know. Again, that's something you would have to tell me about the original Christmas Carol. Mm -hmm. About what happens when we go to the past. I am pretty sure that it's always like. I don't recall, but I'm pretty sure it's like, hey, you used to like Christmas. Like, you used to be kind of chill. You used to do Molly in an alley. (laughs) Yeah, you used to do Molly in the back alley and then suck a dick. Um, but like, I just don't, I don't understand. I thought the whole point of Christmas past was supposed to be like, you were so carefree and then your mom died and then you hated Christmas. You know what I mean? The tragic backstory. Yeah, it says, 
for the past, it says the scenes reveal Scrooge's lonely childhood at boarding school, his relationship with his beloved sister, Fan, and a Christmas party hosted by his first employer, Mr. Fezziwig, who treated him like a son, his neglected fiance, Belle. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess it's all the same. It's kind of there, except for like, it doesn't make sense because when he gets the Christmas pass, when he gets to his pass, he's like, that was my best friend. He chose to be lonely. He chose to sit in that desk and say, Mr. Lonely, I am no This also lonely. says that in what? the book, uh, they visit a now married Belle with her large happy family on Christmas Eve. On the Christmas Eve She'd that Marley fucking. died. Scrooge, upset by hearing Belle's description of the man that he has become, demands that the ghost remove him from the house. So instead, they go to the his nephew's house in this movie. Uh, is what it sounds I, like. It sounds like originally Belle was the one talking shit. Belle was the one like, a creature who everyone fucking hates? Scrooge. Sounds like she was the one doing that. Fuck Belle. Fuck the Belle in Beauty and the Beast. Fuck this Belle too. (laughs) Fuck Bella from Twilight. What do you mean to Belle? She just wanted to be loved. Anyways. And uh, loved and be loved. My Annabelle Speaking Lesson of holes. Belle, we meet her in a minute, but first we have the iconic light the lamp, not the rat scene. Very mm. iconic line from this film. And then we it get a frozen Rizzo. For the month. And then we ha- have the uh, the Christmas party. This is where Fozzie Ugh. Bear shows up. And we have, you know, several uh, Muppet characters coming into play here. We have the electric mayhem showing up. Animal mix a big appearance in front of the camera. I'm I'm actually wearing an animal shirt just for you. Wow. Um, just for you. Ra, da, ra, da, da, da. Um but uh yeah this is where we meet Belle. Um and Fozzie Wig is like, oh it's good that you guys are finally meeting and basically Scrooge fell in love with her right there. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> goes to Christmas Pass is like now I'm gonna really fuck you up and takes him to the memory of Belle being like, why aren't we getting married? And he's like, we don't have any money. And she's like, you, you're you always saying that. We have enough money. And then this is where she would have sang her song, but not in the cut we watched. Where are you, Chris? Yeah. But he says, I love you, Belle. And she says, you did once. And I said, Okay, maybe he doesn't want to get married. Maybe because he's gay. Are but- you siding with Scrooge? I'm siding with Scrooge. Marriage is an illusion. But it was... I say as I get engaged next week. <laughs> they didn't know that it was an illusion in the eighteen in the 1800s. She it said, was a I perfect don't... illusion. She said, I can't do anything until I find a husband. She Please, said, I'm sir. legally not allowed to do anything until I have a husband. She just wanted a hobby. This is also where everyone is crying. Like, Scrooge starts crying, and Gonzo and Rizzo are crying. It's very sad. It's just so sad. Uh, Then we meet the second ghost, Ghost of Christmas Present, who is a large Muppet. Well, it's interesting. Why the fuck couldn't he be casted by that big elephant one? Say that again. You cut out. (laughs) You cut out. You cut out. You cut out. You cut it out, one. Yeah, you cut it out. Say that again. Wait, what were you saying? 
Oh my god. Say what you said! I said, why couldn't he be casted by that big elephant one, that big brown Muppet? That's what I was gonna say was Sweetums, the one yeah. who in Muppet Movie was running after the car. Um, He's basically a bigger, more well-dressed Sweetums. That's what I was thinking, because I don't think Sweetums was in this. Or at least no, I didn't see not. him. And it's hard to miss him. I didn't even see massive. him in the background. So I don't get why they didn't just have... <laughs> they didn't have Sweetums be at least one of the ghosts. But whatever. We get this cheery old guy who looks a lot like Sweetums. But he literally it? showed up to this house and said, here's some bread and some carrots. Enjoy. Um, and it's... We see Christmas morning. We get the song, It Feels Like Christmas. Um, and first we go to Fred and Clara's house. And this is where Scrooge sees that they're making fun of him. And so he's like... Fuck Fred. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to see this. Take me somewhere else. And then we go to Bob Cratchit's house. And this is where Piggy finally is here. Uh, she's cooking some goose. As you do for Christmas. She's eating some nuts. We have Bob and Tiny Tim coming home and they're scatting. Scooby-dee-bee-ba-ba. They're scatting about Christmas. What do you got to say about Tiny Tim? I fucking hate this fucking Mr. Toad looking ass from Frog and Toad. That no, 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 no. No, no. I thought you meant the other son looks like Mr. Toad. No, this little Tiny Tim motherfucker looks like Mr. Toad. No, no, no. First of all. That is Robin. That is Robin. He has a name. He is Kermit's nephew. Show some respect. The other guy, I don't know who the fuck that was. But Robin is the actor who plays Tiny Tim. Okay, well, Robin looks like Mr. Toad in in these scenes with that gray outfit on. Also, here's my beef with Tiny Tim. He does a little. So we got Tiny Tim right. We got Tiny Tim who probably has like polio... He can't really walk. He dies. Pneumonia or how like, does, yeah, whooping cough or something. Yeah. How does Mr. Scrooge being nice save him? What if he dies two days later? Um. And what then? Listen. I don't know the original story. It just says in the original. Oh, I guess because it says the in, in the original story, it says the following day he gives Cratchit an increase in pay and begins to become a father figure to Tiny Tim. Maybe it's just so that, he like, didn't have a dad. No, just like maybe he gets to be around more because he doesn't have to work as much. And that. But how did that save Tiny Tim? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he would be alive. Because he clearly has whooping cough or pneumonia or something. And I don't know if the power of love could just save him like this. Whatever. Whatever forever. I don't know. But yes, we see that Tiny Tim is sick. He's got crutches. He got little crutches. He got one crutch. He's got one little crutch. Uh, And he's coughing. He goes, (laughs) I'm sick. So that's it's their because Christmas. because he just gets too excited. Yeah, that's their Tiny Christmas Tim predicted time. COVID. Um, also, they're like, Bob is making a toast to Scrooge, and then Piggy's like, fuck that man. <laughs> he said, I'll kick his ass. And then Tiny Tim says, 
Bless no. us all. He does the song. He sings Bless Us All. And then Scrooge mm-hmm. asks the ghost of Christmas present if Tiny Tim will die. And that ghost says, yeah, probably. Yeah. He said That's maybe so. That's probably going to happen. Um, and then the spirit, Christmas present spirit, starts growing old. And then he eventually fades away. He gone. Oh, because Christmas present just lasts the day, huh? I guess. I Damn, didn't remember that in this movie, but... So then we meet the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Who is literally just death. Who is the Grim Reaper, who is spooky as hell, and so much so that Gonzo and Rizzo say, we'll see you at the finale, because we're not... We ain't here we, for this. Yeah, not this. So, um, ghost of Christmas yet to come shows Scrooge. Uh, first, he shows him these pigs that are all laughing about someone dying. <laughs> And how, like, Could no you one ima- would go to his funeral. Is this your biggest fear? Because it's definitely one of mine. People laughing that I'm dead. Or not caring. Or not caring. Um, I, I don't know if it's one of my biggest fears. And what does that say about me? I mean, I hope people, like, are sad. Like, I hope I've made an impact on at least one other person that they would be sad when I go, but... I'm I don't know. I don't. Grave and I don't think down. about that a lot, and it seems like you. Good do. for you. I do constantly. <laughs> right. We also see this creepy spider guy. <gasps> Ew! What is he? I He's like. I don't even remember oh. him in this movie. Okay, but this used to be a thing. Okay, back in the olden times. Back in the olden times, people actually used to go to like when they would like let's say public executions, right? When people would get publicly executed, people would mob the body and rip whatever they could off of the body and then try to keep it as like, I got a trinket. Yeah. So what does that have to do with the spider? Oh, because he had things? Yeah. So a lot of those people must have ransacked the house of, quote, spoiler alert, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooby-Dooby-Doo. Yeah. They ransacked his house and then they stole his, like, they stole his... His his blanket, his little blanket, his tuppence, his tuppence, and then they stole his curtains, his little bed curtains. Which I already don't trust people that have bed curtains because that seems very dangerous. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, then Scrooge finds out that Tiny Tim died, and he's like, "Oh "Oh my god!" And then he's like, "Wait, who was the guy they were talking about? They were laughing about a minute ago." Tiny Tim. And then he sees that it it was him because death points at that that headstone, the tombstone, and says, "It was you, bitch. It was you all along." And then he's like, "I'll be a good little boy if you if we go back. I will be a nice little boy." He does that. I don't want to die. I'll be a good little boy. He does that thing where he's like, "Is this things for for uh, things that will be or things that could maybe be somehow kind mm-hmm. of?" Yeah. And then eventually Scrooge wakes up on Christmas Day in the morning. Ew. And he, uh, he's like, oh, it, it, they only got me for... Because he asked Bean Bunny. Bean Bunny who plays just some boy in this movie. Bean Bunny who he threw a whole wreath at earlier. Yeah. He said, y'all, you ever play horseshoe? And now he's saying, what day is it? And Bean Bunny says, it's Christmas Day. And he says, go buy this... Go buy that big turkey and bring it back to me. 
And he's like, okay. He should have said, like, no, okay. you, you hurt me yesterday. Um, I don't understand why. And then, and then, yeah, he runs out of his house and says, Merry Christmas. And Scrooge tells Beaker and Honeydew, he's like, I'm going to make a charity donation. We don't know how much for, but it's a lot. Two apparently. cents. Enough for Beaker to be like, here's my scarf. You didn't need to do that, Beaker. Okay, but let me say this. Scarves, useless outfit, useless accessory. <laughs> really? Do you ever wear a scarf? Yeah. What in God's green earth does that do to you? What does it do for you? It keeps my neck warm. No, it does not. Don't fucking lie. When has your no, neck been cold? No, it does. One, when, like, it'll, it hasn't gotten that cold yet this year, but, like, and it probably never it, will. It, it, it probably will, like, January, February. Like, when I have to do crossing guard in the morning, it's, last year especially, it was so cold. So, yeah, I would wear my, I'd have a sweatshirt, I'd have my winter coat, and I'd have a, a scarf. Okay, show gloves. me how you put on a scarf. Go get a scarf and show oh, me how you put it Oh, I don't do it the right way. Because this Mr. Mr. Scroobly Doobly, Mr. Skoskoskoo, he literally grabs it, it and just... He had it for fashion. He, yes... Fashion. He had it on for fashion, and that's fine, too. I just don't. I don't understand. I just don't understand. Okay. Well, if my neck is going to be cold, you know Have what I'm going to do? Have fun with your cold neck. I'm going to get my shirt, and I'm going to pull it over my head, and I'm going to do this where you can only see my eyes. No. <laughs> but that's not, like, socially acceptable. And who says... <laughs> You're gonna walk around like that? Who says I can't blizzard? look like cousin it? Anyways, um so Beaker gives him his scarf, and then we have the song Thankful Heart that Scrooge sings. And this is when Scrooge is heart. he's yeah. getting gifts for um, you know, Fred and Clara he's given gifts to. He's given gifts to I would not give gifts to those little whores. <laughs> Mr. Fred and Mrs. Clara, no, ma'am, not he's, this. He's given gifts those, to the those... bookkeepers. He's given them coal. What kind of it was Scrooge? cold earlier? I did read that. Like, I guess some kids saw a screening of the movie, or maybe just watched it. Maybe it was some kids that Brian Henson knew. Maybe it was his kids. I don't know. But kids, I read in the trivia that some kids were like, "Why did the rats get coal if they were good?" But it's because it was cold, and he wants to give them. I'm pretty nice sure fire. Mr. Ebenezer Scragliotis is over here violating some OSHA shit because he's not providing a safe work environment. Oh, for sure. But it's the 1800s and there's no unions oh, yeah. or anything. Child labor? You can fucking throw a kid in an engine. Juan, those are rats. Those are rats and a rats. frog. You think that's allowed? <laughs> rats in my department If this was store? a restaurant... The health code violations would be through the roof, but we'll get to that when we talk about Muppets Take Manhattan and the rats that work at the diner. Um, okay. We have Scrooge going to Bob Cratchit's house, and this is where he gives him a raise. Right as Miss Piggy's and about Ms. to fucking Piggy kick his ass. Miss Piggy almost kicks his ass. Yeah. Yes. And he's like, I'm going to pay your mortgage. Um, and I'm going to save Tiny Tim with the power of love. Yeah. And then everyone's coming in for this turkey feast, like the whole town, apparently. It's kind this of rude that Grinch. Scrooge invited everyone to come to, to Bob's house. house, assuming he would say, yeah, everyone come in. I would be mad if And I then that's Bob. what kills Tiny Tim. No, Tiny Tim did not die, is what 
Gonzo says. How? How does he not die? <laughs> Should I just Google why doesn't Tiny Tim die? Why is Tiny Tim not dead? When you type in why doesn't, the second thing that comes up, for me at least, was why doesn't Caillou have hair? Because <laughs> he has cancer. Because Caillou has leukemia. Uh, anyways, but the last thing the last thing that happens is them saying, God bless us, everyone. And, and then, then they do another crane uh, shot. And there's the song, The Love We Found. Okay, this says... Wow, someone... Okay. Someone said, how does Scrooge's charity change whether someone dies, especially someone who was already sick? The same question applies to the non-Muppet versions. Um, Someone says, Scrooge's financial support undoubtedly allowed the the Cratchits to provide Tiny Tim with more and higher quality food, better living conditions, and the best doctors that dingy Victorian England had to offer. Scrooge- and I'm gonna say this. So what they leached him? Oh, I'm pretty sure all they did was leeching. Remember how I said like he became a father to Tiny Tim? I think the story meant Scrooge became because this says yeah. Scrooge was also a second father to Tiny Tim. Yeah. I, oh, isn't I that didn't what know. You meant? No, I thought it was talking. You thought about his Bob. own father? I thought it was saying Bob had more time to spend with him. No. They could play catch in the yard. No, they went to church together. Scrooge was also a second father to Tiny Tim, and it's not impossible that his emotional support allowed Tim to better combat whatever illness was racking his tiny felt body. So it, so it was the power of love? This says, of course, I don't think we're meant to infer from the words did not die that Tiny Tim went on to live forever. Like all frogs, he undoubtedly died eventually and is not... And it's not unlikely that his illness did take him before he could live the rich, full life that Bob and Miss Piggy wanted for him. We have to assume that Dickens meant, as in Gonzo, Dickens meant that Tiny Tim did not die as soon as he would have died in the future that the Ghost of Christmas Future showed Scrooge. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> okay. Well, I love the effort that this person put into their <laughs> to their answer there. Um, but yeah, you're not the only person that has asked that. There's also a Washington Post article called The Case of Tiny Tim. And I'm sure it's, yeah, it's about why is he saved. So you're not the only one asking that question. It's an age old question. Okay. Okay. And maybe Dickens isn't the great writer we make him out to be because he has a plot hole in his most popular story. The weakest plot hole, the power yes. of love. Anyways, um, that's it. So let me get some IMDb reviews and let me read them to Hooray. you. Okay. IMDb. 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 All right. So I went on IMDb and I said, if I find a negative review of this, I swear to God. Oh, you're going to find so many. Most of them were positive. There was only a few that were negative. I did found one that's two stars out of ten, and I picked it to read to you here. Uh, Two stars out of ten. It was written in December 2001. It's by Lars Weiberg, and it's called Michael Caine Talks with a Swedish Voice. This is what they say. Well, one thing about seeing and listening to a movie is to hear the language spoken in the film. 
But as a Swede, I have to hear Michael Caine talk with a Swedish voice. I love The Muppet Show and Michael Caine, but I don't want mixed with a Swedish tongue. Tongue is spelled wrong. Um, I don't know what <laughs> is that's talking about. So, but I picked that one because it's the most ridiculous out of all the reviews I saw. And then this positive review, it was hard to pick just one positive review, but also get one that's like kind of short because so many people wrote novels about this movie and how much they love it. This is nine out of ten stars, written August two thousand one, written by Hilary Franu, and it's called Sharply Observed, Witty. Far too good for kids. Having seen previous Muppet offerings that were, frankly, banal, this little gem almost escaped me. This film is best enjoyed if you already know the Dickens tale inside out so that you can relish the way it has been adapted to fit well-known Muppet characters and also so that you can spend time Wait, that you can spend you time watching for the throwaway <laughs> comedy in the background. This is the same throwaway humor that Nick Park, Chicken Run, has become famous for. I recommend buying this movie on video and getting it out once a year in the run-up to Christmas of family tradition. Yeah, I picked that because it said Chicken Run in it. So, Thank you for that acknowledgement that of me. Yes. Um, now we will we will read some tweets here. Did you Come even on, hear all that review? <laughs> you were going in and out like crazy. Yeah, your thing. Your thing was was going out, so I didn't know. Was she saying poor connection? We'll resume video yeah. later. I changed to my Wi-Fi to see if it would help. Okay. Okay. But um, it might also be just you. My internet was being weird yesterday. It wouldn't let me um, stream for a little while. Anyways, okay. We're gonna uh, read some tweets. Uh, We got some tweets here from Jose Contreras Jr. At J Contreras Jr. Do you know the way to San Jose? I've been away so long. I may go wrong. Um... First of all, Jose said, I'm... If this is about me and your fucking car again, I'm going to punch you. No. <laughs> Be nice. This says, I'm still upset that the Muppets Wizard of Oz is left out of Disney+. Plus. I agree because most people don't like that one, but I do enjoy it. And I think, what's the harm in putting it on Disney+. Plus? Why not? Maybe they don't own the Wizard of... Wait, don't they have the rights to Wizard of Oz? Um, no. That's an <gasps> MGM film. So, no. But Disney did make Muppets Wizard of Oz, so they should be able to put that on there. I don't know why they didn't. Riz- Is the Wizard of Oz, like, free raid now? Um, Is it public domain? It was made. Wasn't that made in, like, 30-something? Yeah, but wasn't it a novel before it was a movie? Or 39. Was it a movie? Uh, no, well, it's ba- well, there was a bunch of books that Frank L. Baum, Baum wrote. There's, like, a bunch of them. 1939 is when it was made. But I think it's public domain because of the book. Um, Works from 1924 are finally entering public domain, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know how that works. I guess yes, but if you were to... I don't know. I didn't read the book, so I don't know, like, what elements... Like, if, 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 if the ruby red slippers were only in that movie and not in the book, then, like... They're not. Okay, someone read the book. I'm sorry. Okay, but you get what Actually, I mean. Actually, no, like, I didn't, but I learned about it in history. Okay, well, I, so I don't know. I'm moving on. Because it's about the gold standard. I'm moving. Um, Let's see. No financial support this close to Christmas. This feels real familiar. I did write down at some point um, that Scrooge... Where did I write it? I wrote it somewhere that, like, Scrooge was our government... Oh, Scrooge is our government and Bob is us. Um, Why? Because he said, I don't care if it is Christmas. No, Bob is just trying to get, like, things figured out. Like, Bob just wants, you know, he wants... He just wants everybody to get <laughs> Yeah, Bob wants time off for Christmas. Bob wants money for his sick kid. A kid who is sick. In his coffin. <laughs> Sounds like today. He's got COVID. Sounds like today's world. Scrooge is a government and Scrooge is, is the Republican government and Bob Cratchit is AOC. You heard it here first. I mean, at this point, he's every government because Joe Biden isn't doing great so far. I mean, he's also not in office, but true. We, we don't stand Joe Biden here, obviously. Um, let's see. Let's see. The beginning of the Marley and Marley song is basically the Republican theme song. Oh, look, more politics. Um, the Christmas past ghost is scary as fuck. Annabelle, what are you doing here? I thought we would get a Muppet for this role. Oh, <laughs> he's talking about the ghost of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is the spirit... He's talking about the the Christmas present one. It says, is this spirit the outfit inspo for Florence and the Machine? How dare you? Um, I love how the nephew is shading Scrooge as a party activity. Oh, look, one. It says, Tiny Tim is so cute, but I just realized it's because he's the way he's dressed reminds me of Frog from Frog and Toad. Oh, it was Frog. Frog and Toad, yeah. Um... Michael Caine really did give his this role everything he had, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I'm going to give them everything. Let's see. The mouse got her cheese. Oh, that's right. At the beginning, it was no cheeses for us Mises, but she got some cheese at the end. Um, let's see. Miss Piggy, a ride or die, though. What a queen. Uh, mother used to force us to watch this and I never enjoyed it because it felt boring, but I think it's because without Gonzo and Rizzo, it would just be a straightforward retelling of the story with the Muppets tossed in to take the place of the human actors, lol. After this watch- And I would have been okay with that. I, ign- I enjoyed it, but I do think it's one of the more boring Muppets movies, but it's the story being played out, I feel- However, for Christmas viewing, I will say it's a nice, easy watch. I'm going to be nice and say four out of five. The extra point is for Gonzo and Rizzo, LOL. Anyways, thank you, Jose. 
I would agree. I'd say it's not, um, it's definitely not my favorite Muppet movie, and I can see how it can get boring, but luckily it is only like an hour and 25 minutes or so, so it's not long at all. No, 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 it is very short. That definitely helps its case. Uh, these tweets are from Jake, Jake Blue, at JakeBlue98. Hey, Jake. Um... Jake says, uh, love how they credit the Muppets as the actors playing parts of the story. Yes, exactly. Oh my god, Jake said I love Pedro Pascal and tweeted a picture of New Zealand. New Zealand is the one that with the fish. Ew! Well, took you forever. Um... Because I'm lagging like crazy. I look like I'm on acid. Okay. Um, imagine hearing a musical number about how terrible you are. I wish I have. My- Michael Caine at the start of this movie really said, fuck all these Muppets. Um, honestly, if two old white men ghosts showed up and started haunting me, my ass would be out the door. Let's be real. Gonzo and Rizzo are gay, ki- gay icons. I want what they have. Um, Muppet, (laughs) Jake said, Muppet Ghost of Christmas Past exists. Me. Oh no, not this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised no one has tweeted us that the meme of like, Muppet Ghost of Christmas Past can't hurt you. And then it's the picture of the ghost. Um, let's see. Let's see. I still hate that they cut the when love is gone number. Oh, Jake stands when love is gone. Someone was a stan. Um, let's see. Why wasn't old Joe used in more Muppet movies? Good point. So one acid trip in which he sees a kid die and suddenly Scrooge is ready to open his wallet. Final score, 10 out of 10. I just love anything Muppets and this was a great retelling of A Christmas Carol that I'll probably watch every year. Thank you, Jake. Um, we got two more sets of tweets for you. These are from Jared. What up? I'm Jared. I'm 19, and I never fucking learned how to read. At Jared underscore Van L, who says he's only seen part of this movie, so we'll see if he likes it. Um, first, Jared said this should be adapted into a stage musical. I don't know about that. I don't know who could do it justice like that. I don't know how you would do puppets on a stage. I mean, they did. Have you heard of Avenue Q? No. Well, look it up. You would. Actually- Didn't that play like die immediately after it aired? Aired. I thought Avenue Q like died pretty fast on Broadway. I thought it was like in and then out. Oh, I mean, I don't know how long it was on Broadway for, but like, I want to check because I don't think it did. Great. But like, it's still it. They do productions of it like all over the world, like locally and like touring. It's not like. The whole play has died in every way, shape, or form. Anyways, I think he would like um, Avenue Q, actually. Let's see. Oh, Oh, really? (gasps) It's actually the longest-running Broadway show. It surpassed Phantom of the Opera and Cats. No, it opened on... Oh... Mm-hmm. Avenue Q... Mm -hmm. I'm gonna read some more. You keep talking. Okay, great. Whatever, it's still not as short as Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Um, <laughs> let's see. You. I forgot how weird the Ghost of Christmas Past looks in this movie. Um, just checked, and thankfully the soundtrack to this movie is on Apple Music. 
gonna be blasting gonna be blasting these songs at christmas time i didn't check if they're on spotify i hope they are um i wonder how miss piggy felt about not appearing in this movie until almost a whole hour in i agree but you know she took a back seat she did it for the art um wait when since when is there a giant spider muppet um Okay, I'm kind of glad Scrooge didn't fall into his grave in this adaptation. Oh my god, does that happen in the original? I think so. I think he falls in. And then he wakes up. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Dumb bitch. Uh, anyways, uh, Jared says, Alright, it just ended. I love this movie. The Muppets know how to adapt classic literature and do it right. This movie balanced comedy and genuine heartwarming moments and is just so good. Five out of five stars. Thank you, Jared. And these last tweets are from Grace at DivaGrace13. Did you have an update on Avenue Q? Okay, so Avenue Q was off-Broadway. It started off-Broadway in 2003, got on-Broadway in 2003, got off-Broadway again in 2009 after winning a Tony in 2004, and then became off-Broadway again after 2009, closing its doors permanently in May 2019. So it did run a while. I mean, it just, it sounds like longer than any of your Broadway shows have done. Oh, wait, you haven't done any. I'm sorry, but I was in the- <laughs> But I ran Tiki Luau. <laughs> but I ran Tiki Luau, so shut the fuck up. I think I have a song from Avenue Q on my Spotify. Is it Turkey Lurkey? No. <laughs> That's not a song from that movie. Mm, okay. songs from that movie uh, they had the song schadenfreude they have the song everyone's a little bit racist they have the, the song, internet is for porn the internet is for porn what is this movie? they have the song you can be as loud as the hell you want while you're making love it's basically like sesame street if sesame street was like rated r that's what avenue <gasps> q is oh like this is sexy. yeah characters have sex in it there's um oh there's if, muppet dongs if you were gay is a song where it's kind of like the bert and ernie characters where the ernie one is saying to like bert like if you were gay i'd be okay with it and he's like i'm not mm. um yeah anyways oh i have there's a fine fine line <laughs> of all the songs yeah not i even, like that song a lot not even purpose no, I don't have any of the sexy ones. I just have, there's a fine, fine Purpose line. is a bop. You would like Purpose. I'll have to listen to some more Avenue Q stuff, I guess. Anyways, uh, okay, these are from Grace. Uh, I somehow have never seen anything with the Muppets or a Christmas Carol. Oh my fucking God, Grace. I cannot believe. Your life is about to be changed. Um, one of my favorite moments I had on a city bus was when I noticed... The guy sitting across from me had a Puppeteers of America tote bag. I bet he loves this movie. Probably. Shout out to the guy from the city bus. Um, Every time I see Michael Caine, I'm reminded of this Rachel Weisz interview where she teaches Jimmy Fallon to say my cocaine. And and it sounds just like Michael Caine in his cockney accent. Ew. I mean, I love Rachel Weisz, so I will be watching that later. Um, let's see, um, sees ghost Scrooge. Nah, you're just a bit of undigested beef. (laughs) I forgot about that. He thinks he has some stomach issues. Uh, at the Christmas party, a chicken walks by and it sounds just like Clucky the singing chicken from That's So Raven. Grace, the memory you have here. 
Uh, Kermit. I don't even know who that is. Kermit with his song and dance has Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins vibes. Overall, this was heartwarming and adorable. Four out of five stars. Thank you, Grace. I'm glad you liked your first Muppets, you know, movie. Um, Juan, what are your final thoughts on the film? The film? The film was a film. I I liked it. I think it was okay. Okay! No, it's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Like, it was alright. Um, like, truly... It is exactly like, I mean, the people said it best. It was just a Christmas carol with the Muppet characters in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wish it were. I wish. I wish Sir Michael Caine would have made it more funny. But he. That's that wasn't his mo. That's not what he set out. But to that do. wasn't his mo, and he was living for that, and that was his fantasy, and I respect that. I don't know. I don't know. It was all right. It was all right. I like it. I would literally give it like three stars flat out. Okay. Me pretending not to <laughs> be dying me, inside. You pretending not to fucking want to stab me? Me squeezing a stress ball. Okay. No, mm-hmm. I totally get it. Um, Like, I get that this one can be kind of boring. Like, I do who, I'm not just gonna sit down and read some Charles Dickens. I'm not gonna sit Who down means? and watch any other adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Like, no, obviously not. I'm like, only gonna watch this one. Um, so I get that, yes, this can be a little boring. And maybe something like Treasure, Muppet Treasure Island is a little more exciting. Um, if we're gonna go by like which of their literary adaptations is, you know, mm-hmm. better. Um, but I still think, you know, what a joyous movie this film is. I think watch it once a year and that's enough. Like, you know, just that one time at Christmas time and that's enough. You know, I'm not like, it's not one that you're going to watch several times throughout the year. The Polar Express. Because it's not. No, I mean, as opposed to maybe Muppet Treasure Island, Muppet Takes Manhattan, Muppet Take Manhattan, Great Muppet Caper, perhaps, Muppet Movie, you know. But this one, for what it is, it's very good. And uh, at the end of the day, look, I'm still going to give it five out of five stars because it is a Muppet movie. So I have to do that. Okay, maybe I'll give it like a 3.5. It's better than a three. No, no, no. It is better than a three because I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. I laughed. I live. I laughed and I loved. But it's just. I wanted more. I wanted more drama. I wanted the sort of the rainbow connection. I wanted Kermit to sing me a little song. I think overall they uh, they wanted it to be like a faithful adaptation. It seems with those like minor yeah. tweaks of like two Marley brothers and stuff, and you know throw in their Muppet jokes, their Muppet physical comedy, that type of stuff. But I can tell you, like I put this on for work for my kids last Christmas, Christmas time, whatever. And they didn't seem to give a fuck about it, so it doesn't seem like something kids now, maybe if they're not growing up with the Muppets, you know, they would love. They're not culture. They don't know who Jacob Marley is. They, they only know Bob and Marley. So, yeah, I get it. Um, I do get it. It's definitely not my favorite Muppet film, but still an enjoyable watch, you know? And definitely better than the goddamn Polar Express. How dare you? How dare you? All right. Um, let's give a shout out to the one, the only. Ooh, ooh, I love 
Uh, you know, this is our last episode of December, last episode of 2020, which means this is the last episode until next December that you're going to see Iris's, uh, you know, holiday artwork on our uh, on our Spotify for this episode or wherever you're listening that uh, is 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 playing that that little ooh that little cute image of us uh, in the Santa it hat is. in the reindeer the reindeers. I know Apple Podcast doesn't show it which is a shame but Spotify shows it for sure um, I had me I had my little cup my little my little mug oh yeah with our with the Christmas with the Christmas stuff that you got me um and I had some I had some jelly some gelatin my mom made like a fruit salad with gelatin in it and I said yummy yummy fruit salad and I ate it off of that and I felt so festive because of what her artwork yeah Juan and I have yeah um mugs with that that artwork on there um I actually I keep one in my room because you know gotta keep it festive year round and just support ourselves mm-hmm. year round but then my mom bought one um and so she'll she uses it a lot or sometimes i'll drink you know tea or hot cocoa in it and she actually has a, a shirt and she was wearing the shirt the other day and i said i'm famous in my own house could you believe so thank you to <laughs> iris for doing that artwork and you know the other artwork she's done for us our main artwork and some halloween ones in the past thank you so much to her and you should be supporting her um at least by following her on twitter and instagram which is free to do it's free to mm-hmm. you, free to me, free to all. Frida, by the way, Frida the film uh, is leaving Netflix in January, so go watch that before it leaves. Watch Netflix. it now. Watch it now. Speaking of Frida, anyways, um, yeah, go follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Creamsicle Panda. And if you want to go as far as supporting her on Patreon, you could do that at Patreon.com/slash/CreamsiclePanda. So go ahead and go forth, my children. Go do that. Uh, and if you want to, <laughs> if you want to follow us, you can follow us uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Planet Weird Pod. Thank you. If you mm-hmm. do that, um, we just hit 600 followers on Twitter. If I recall, don't unfollow us. You'll you're gonna ruin the number. Um, other ways to if support us. If we get us, to a thousand followers, Brie Larson on both has our Instagram, to contact us. She has to. She must. It was written in our secret contract that we made her sign when I was at the Captain Marvel premiere and said, <laughs> can, you, can I get an autograph? And she thought it was a photo, but she was actually signing a, a lifetime contract to work with us. But only when we You're hit a thousand psychotic. followers. <laughs> no, no. Anyways, uh, if you, other ways to support us, you can leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That would be great. Uh, make sure you're subscribed or following on whatever platform you do listen to us on, whether that's Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Just make sure you're following. You don't want to miss any episodes. Uh, and okay. also, Anchor is another platform that you can listen to us on, and you can support us through with some monies. You can donate, you know, a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month. And we really appreciate the people that do that. So thank you to those people that already do that that's emily palmer alexa pratt natalie hernandez and ivy ghost of christmas yet to come <gasps> spooky Ooh. yes um also another way to support us we got that merch got a couple links in the bio one for some halloween sweatshirts that are still up for grabs screen printed very nice very cozy it's winter time you gotta stay warm 
Uh, and the other one is directly to my Instagram, which you are not following. <laughs> no. If oh, I get you. to 1,000 subscribers. No, the other followers? link is to the <laughs> to T Public. Um, if you want to buy a bunch of things there, everything from stickers to pillows to notebooks, you name it, they can put a design on anything. Um, so anything? yeah, go check those out. Um, announcements. We got a couple things coming up. First of all, uh, we promised a little girl with a Christmas wish. <laughs> I'm kidding. We told Savannah many months ago, and I don't know why we talked about Bye Bye Birdie, but at some point we talked about Bye Bye Birdie on this podcast, and Savannah said, please do a commentary, and we said, yeah, yeah, we will. And then um, months have gone by, yeah, we yeah, still we haven't will. done You said that. <laughs> We still haven't done it. And I'm telling you now that we're going to do it uh, and it's going to go up on New Year's Eve because I said we're going to do this before the year ends. And just like us, we're going to procrastinate and leave it to the very end. So that Bye Bye Birdie commentary will go up on New Year's Eve if you really want to rent Bye Bye Birdie and watch it and spend your New Year's Eve doing that, watching it and hearing our thoughts. Then do that you can do that that'll be available it's a musical from back in the day musical film dick van dyke and some other people so that is gonna be available if you would like to hear that also um our other podcasts that we have the even gayer one than this one called all your friends are queer we're doing a bonus episode that's also going to come out on thursday new year's eve um where we talk about uh our favorite uh things events moments content um in the queer in queer culture in the queer community to uh come out this year you know so here uh, here Juan Rain talk about chromatica <laughs> literally and all of his thoughts on it in that episode so be on the lookout for that and finally here are january's episodes that are coming up i will tweet them and put them in our pinned tweet on twitter but just so you know here's the rundown we got First movie in January, we're talking about Anastasia. That's right. Oh. The animated film that everyone thinks is a Disney movie, but it's not. But it is on Disney Plus, available to stream. And you should probably get to streaming right now because we're actually recording that on this Friday, New Year's Day, with a special guest. So get your tweets or voice messages or emails, whatever, in by Friday if you want to be uh, included in that festive episode uh, to kick off the new year. And then after that, we'll be recording back to our Monday schedule, most likely. So get these tweets in by every Monday, really. Um, so after Anastasia, we're going to be doing The Mighty Ducks. Ever heard of it? The Meaty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks, the first Mighty Ducks film. Then uh, the following week, we are doing The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, The Witch, and The <gasps> Wardrobe. <laughs> I know. Very, very important. Um, and then finally, rounding out the month, we're doing another animated winter film. Uh, we're talking about Balto. Balto? Balto, that's right. Ball and toe equals Balto. All of those movies are available on Disney+, Plus, except for Balto, which is available on Stars. if you have that. Um, so, yeah, send us your thoughts on any or all of those films. Um, you know, some you've seen, some you maybe you haven't. Send us your thoughts, okay? Um, yeah, hope you all uh, are having a good holiday. 
Hopefully, uh, you're staying safe. If you, if you went to go see family, know that, am I judging you? Yeah. But overall, you do need to stay home. That's just what you, you need do. to do, sweetie, okay? Uh, your mom and dad still love you, but know that we want you to stay home. Stay quarantining. You got to stay safe. Um, everyone, uh, this year has been something else. But it's, it's been it's been otherworldly to say the least. It's been you know it's been a lot, um, and it's still gonna be a lot coming in January and the and the future months. You know nothing is gonna get fixed on Friday. It's not gonna be like oh, New Year, new us. No, New Year, same New Year, new same world. losers, same losers, same government until until the twentieth. Um, oh my god, the Georgia Senate runoff race. If you're in Georgia, go vote for that. Go vote. Go do that. But <laughs> I don't know if we have any Georgia listeners. Anyways, um, all this to say, we love you. We appreciate your, uh, you know, your support over the year. It's been a weird year. Luckily, we've been able to do podcasts still in this year. And even though maybe like... You know, you're not driving. It hasn't been great. You're not driving to work and like you're not able to listen as much maybe or maybe you just it is irritating to hear us talking over each other because we're doing this over FaceTime. Yes, there are flaws. There are, you know, cons here, but at least we still get to do this and we get to say stay, stay safe while doing it. And it's just yeah. um it's really been it's really helped me and my uh, my mental health want to be able to have this consistency and like even though I wasn't working for months <laughs> to be like well I still have to watch a goddamn movie and talk to that loser on FaceTime so at least yeah. there's one thing I have to do every week that is going to make me feel like I'm accomplishing something which is really what we started this podcast for remember when we didn't have jobs what? and we were like we should just do this so we feel like we're doing something. I mean, I never really said that, but I guess it could be construed in that fashion. Yeah. We both said that. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely both said that because you were also were not working. This was post-graduation. We said we're losers. Let's at we're least losers, be losers with the degrees. podcast. Yeah. So, anyways, thank you, everyone. Um, Muppets forever, and God bless us, everyone. Every one of us. Yeah. It's you saying it. Oh, my God. It's, it's me, Michael Caine. It's One me. of you had to do it. It's me, Bob Cratchit. I'm going to give you a raise and pay your mortgage. That was I'm pretty good. Here. I got to go. <laughs> Goodbye. It feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>